welcome. Hey, happy Halloween fun. Welcome to the cabin of Crapper Creek. Few places scarier, I can guarantee you that. This place looks creepy all year. So it's so it's 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 Crapper Creek's one time of the year to shine. Not a lot of pumpkins or anything, just a real creep factor here. Welcome to the program. This week, a Halloween edition of the podcast. What do we have? We got Mr. Knowledge for you. Chance Bertrand dropped off another cassette tape. He's a conspiracy expert. Lovely Maria talks sexy Halloween costumes. She's had some good ones. We have uh, paranormalist Mike Cook in for a haunted version of Yes or BS. We talk creative Halloween costumes, the perfect piece of candy. Glenner's rules for Halloween and I have them and you shall follow them. Plus every haunted house movie ever made ever, ever. All that and all your fun regular hijinks that come along with the podcast live from Crapper Creek, Alaska, the Halloween edition. The X-Rock Morning Show, show, show. Live from Crapper Creek, Alaska, the podcast. Okay, it would not be the Halloween show here in the cabin of Crapper Creek without covering the paranormal and having a special guest to help us do just that. And that's where I bring in Mr. Mike Cook uh, on the phone with us, uh, former Fairbanks and good friend of mine, friend of the show. In fact, more so than you may know, because he's the man that really produces the Live from Crapper Creek, Alaska podcast for me. He's kind of the man behind the show. So uh, welcome, Mike. Uh, good to have you with us, buddy. Hey, man. Finally. Yeah, I know, right? It's uh, so weird. Of course, now, uh, uh, Mike, you may know as well uh, from the show, The Alaska Triangle, if you've seen that, uh, Ghost Hunters, you've done a a number. Now, uh, I know The Alaska Triangle is kind of your deal, but you've done some of the other ghost hunting shows as well. Yeah, um, I've done uh, some stuff with uh, one of the famous YouTubers. Uh, He does. He's got his own collective on uh, YouTube. Uh, and then I just did one with uh, a gal named uh, Heather Taddy. She used to be on Paranormal State back in the day, and she just did uh, Portals to Hell, which has Jack Osborne on it. Oh, my God, um, Portals to yeah. Hell. That sounds, yeah. that sounds pretty freaky. <laughs> so now you're all in on this. Now, the Alaska Triangle, much like the Bermuda Triangle, is a real thing. This is a place, and it's kind of, um, uh, it's not full southeast Alaska. It's a little eastern Alaska, and it's a big wedge, basically, and there's been a lot of missing people and missing planes and UFO sightings all in this area, correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just like the Bermuda Triangle. People go missing all the time. I mean, you, you, you see it almost every summer. You know, someone is, is gone missing, unfortunately. And, and it's uh, usually in that area. <laughs> exactly. Yep, yep. And and. and and, you know, Anchorage and Fairbanks both happen to fall within this triangle. And so there's from, from Anchorage to Fairbanks and both, you know, left, right of the state. There's just unexplainable things that happen right you know, all over unexplainable things. Right. Uh, quite a few of them. And a lot of these people are never found again or their planes no, no. or there's there's you could go. Uh, uh, you can go on and on and on. And this has gone on for a long time. You could go back to uh, Begich and his plane going mm-hmm. down, never being seen again. And, you know, oh, yeah. And uh, countless other stories just like that. So uh, that show, if folks want to catch it, how do they catch that show? Let them know. Oh, 
Uh, it's going to be on the uh, streaming app, uh, Disney Plus. Or not Disney Plus. What am I saying? Uh, Discovery Plus. <laughs> All right, Discovery Plus. Okay. Yeah, Discovery Plus. It's going to be season two, episodes two, four, and six. That's too easy to remember. Uh, in episode two, we go to, or I go to Skagway, uh, and we go out to the Red Onion Saloon, which is a beautiful place which you can actually visit during the summer. It's open. Upstairs is a brothel museum, so you pay like five bucks, you can see what it was like as a brothel back in the day. But uh, upstairs is said to be haunted by a uh, working girl who decided to hang herself and uh, a bouncer who is very, very aggressive. So, Hold on. Are you talking about a, a prostitute ghost? Is that what we're talking about yes, here, Mike? Yes, a prostitute sir. ghost. Okay. Yes, we are. Absolutely. It's a yes, prostitute ghost. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Uh, uh, and then... And then uh, episode four, we go out to a haunted bridge in Palmer, or yeah, or Palmer. And then uh, last episode, we go to the Anchorage Historical Hotel downtown Anchorage, and that place yes. is pretty active. You could stay there. Yeah, I, I've stayed at the Anchorage Hotel around Halloween. All <laughs> right, before we let you go, let's do some uh, Halloween yes or BS with ghosts. And now oh, it's time you. for here we go. Yes. Or BS. All right. Uh, yes or BS, Mike. These are uh, about famous ghosts. Uh, Slimer from Ghostbusters doesn't have any legs. Yes or BS? Yes. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. He got arms and a face. Other than that, he's just a blob. The two creepy <laughs> twin girls standing in the hallway in the movie The Shining were actually played by the same actress, not twins. Yes or BS? That's BS. There you go, yeah. In fact, they actually, uh, they were played by identical twins, Lisa and Louise Burns, and they were about 12 when the movie came out. They're 50 now, and they've actually done some current photos that are pretty funny. Patrick Swayze was nominated for an Oscar for his role in the movie Ghost, yes or BS? Oh, man. My mom used to watch that movie all the time. Uh, BS. Ah, right again. No, he, he wasn't. Uh, yeah, Whoopi won Best Supporting Actress. I didn't even think she deserved that. I, I don't think she's good at all. Anyway, in the original Pac-Man game, there are four different ghosts that chase you. Mm-hmm. Is that yes or BS? Uh, that would be yes. Wow, good again. Yeah, red one, pink one, light blue, and then the orange. Blinky, yep. Pinky, Inky, and Clyde. Finally, yeah. Finally, Casper the Friendly Ghost's last name is McFadden. Yes or oh BS? Gosh. You, oh, I didn't. Uh, BS. Oh, you almost had five for five. They revealed his last name in uh, the 95 movie Casper. Before he was a ghost, he was a kid named Casper McFadden, died of pneumonia after playing outside in the snow too long. So there you go. All right, uh, Mike Cook, the show, Alaska Triangle. Check it out, Discovery Plus, and coming to a haunted house near you. And, uh, well, you'll be loading this show come this weekend. So thanks, buddy. Hey, thanks so much. There you go. Thanks, Mike. Happy Halloween. All right, we'll see you. From the farthest North Rock station in the world, it's the Crapper Creek Podcast. This came out of uh, visiting actual horror movie locations. And here's some that should be on your list. The abandoned house on Kneebolt Street from It. The newer one. Yeah, it's a 105-year-old mansion known as the Cranfield House. It's in Toronto, by the way. The Conjuring House in Curry, North Carolina, 405 Kentucket Road, or Kentuck Road. 
The real haunted house the movie is based on is in Rhode Island, but the one from the movie is there. The abandoned pavilion from Carnival of Souls. This one's kind of a deep dive since the movie is 60 years old, but it's a classic, and the site's located in uh, Magna, Utah. The Bates Motel and Mansion from Psycho. These are going to cost you a little extra to see because those are the ones. That's right. It was at Universal Studios up the back lot. The Exorcist House in Washington, D.C. It's on Prospect Street in Georgetown. Yeah. You can even uh, recreate the scene by launching yourself down the actual stairs. Mike Meyer, Michael Myers' house from Halloween. No, it's not in Haddonfield, Illinois. It's in South Pasadena, California. Doesn't sound as scary. Oh, of course, the Overlook Hotel from The Shining. Now, for exterior shots, they actually used the Timberline Lodge in Mount Hood, Oregon. The hotel that inspired Stephen King uh, to write the story in the first place is the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado. Blair Witch Prog- po- uh, Project. That's Burkittsville, Maryland, about an hour east of Baltimore. It's where the footage of the townspeople was shot. Most of the movie was filmed in Seneca Creek State Park. Paranormal Activity House, that one's in Bavarian Drive, on Bavarian Drive in San Diego. The Bramford Apartment Building from Rosemary's Baby. In real life, it's called the Dakota, and it's in New York. By the way, uh, another eerie claim to fame, John Lennon was murdered right outside the Dakota in 1980. He and Yoko were living there. Few things I would add: Martha's Vineyard, holy ground for Jaws fans. The Monroeville Mall, still standing just outside Pittsburgh. That's where the original Dawn of the Dead was shot. And the gas station from the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre is in uh, Bastrop, Texas. It's now a tourist attraction. They got a shop and all kinds of stuff, so it's not as spooky now. But there you go. And of course. There's always uh, the burnt-out remnants of the original Club Seal right here in Crapper Creek. This is the X-Rock Morning Show. <laughs> right now, uh, was, we were trying to watch scary movies. We watched one. It was a haunted, another haunted house one. Maria loves them. And they're all the same to me. I'm sorry. All right, here is every haunted house movie... In a nutshell, here we go. Welcome to your new home, Mr. Bad Husband. Well, Laura, what do you think? It's the perfect place for me to quit drinking, finish my novel, and really come to terms with that deer we hit on the way over. And the tragic death of our son. And the tragic death of our son, jeez. I can feel it, John. Something is very wrong here. We have to get out. We can't afford to move, Laura. Do you have the slightest idea how much house prices have risen relative to income? Surely the government will build affordable social housing. Doctor, my wife's insane. The X-Rock One Show. Hi, baby, what's going on? Happy Halloween fun time! So, uh, you've been carving pumpkins. Mm -hmm. Like a whole bunch of pumpkins. I got five of them, I got, like, what? You're doing this Seven why? Do you go. do you really think we're going to get trick or treaters this year? Not at all. I just want to get a picture of like all these scary pumpkins around our yard. Because we're not getting the only trick or treaters that come up to our house that your pumpkins are going to bring are moose. That's all it's going <laughs> to. It's just going to bring moose. They're not there for the candy. They're going to eat our pumpkins again. 
Oh, we'll be the most popular moose house in the neighborhood. But pumpkins aren't necessarily good for moose. That's what you keep saying, but I've never heard a, pump, a, a moose say, ew, gross. <laughs> okay, let's <laughs> let's start with the fact that moose don't talk. We could just throw that out there. <laughs> no, but they'd throw up in our yard. I've never seen moose hurl. Now, uh, we're talking, uh, doing some Halloween fun. Now, in the years <laughs> past, we've our costumes have always been legendary. We've always had fun with that. And it's kind of the sitcom thing, you know, with the sexy wife and the doofus husband. You always go with something rocking and I'm an idiot uh, or something. And... Uh, I, I remember you went, uh, you don't do this, you always dress very sexy because you're an extremely sexy person. And uh, in fact, the year I met you, we were at a Halloween party and I was hosting and you were dressed as a sexy cave girl and you won the costume contest. At the Sunset Strip. The old Sunset Strip. <laughs> and then flash ahead 20 years after you had kids, you won the sexy costume contest again at the Loon dressed as Laura Croft. Remember I that? Do, I do remember that. And then, uh, so what do you think was your sexiest costume you've worn? Uh, Jessica Rabbit. Ah, oh, Jessica Rabbit was awful good. She was wow. That was, that was, okay, that was good. Although I could have gone either Laura Croft or when you dressed as um, uh, the gal from uh, X-Men. Oh, I still think, yeah, I remember that one. But I think Jessica Rabbit. Because that one, you were you were just in a sheer bra and panties and your body was covered blue. You were mystique. You had yeah, the I eyes was, I remember I was sick. I, I coated you myself feeling in rubber good, and yeah. I had a fever. I mean, I and you dressed up and went out anyway. Now, <laughs> really let's see, you've also done, let's see, um, uh, the sexy uh, Jane Jetson. And that I was, was George Jetson. That that was a good one. That one wasn't so sexy though. That was kind of cute. I thought uh, it was pretty one. sexy. Yeah, it I was don't know. pretty sexy. I don't know. It doesn't matter what you you always go as something sexy, which is cool. I mean, it's not like you're going. You haven't done the typical. You've never done the sexy librarian, sexy nurse, sexy cop, sexy I did do devil. The cave girl. The cave girl's kind of a typical. The cave girl. Yeah, when we first met, you did. You did uh, the cave girl one. But since then, yeah, we haven't really done anything. I don't know. Maybe a sexy Ruth Bader Ginsburg kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, I know what you go as the sexy Hillary Clinton. Ooh. Ew, All you need is a good yeah. cackle. Got to stay that the right way. Yeah, that was Sexy pretty bad. Yeah. All right. So, uh, but then again, there's a bunch of them that are good to wear when you're. Uh, it said I, there was a list that came out that you can use in the in the uh, bedroom, like uh, sexy Playboy Bunny and Hugh Hefner. That's one. Which one do you want to be? Do you want me to be the Playboy Bunny or do you want to be Hugh Hefner? <laughs> now you're just getting weird. I'm see like, that, but that would be funny. You no, go as okay. see you go as Hugh Hefner. I go as the sexy Playboy Bunny. Those aren't eggs in my basket. Ooh, all right, too much information from the farthest North Rock station in the world. It's the Crapper Creek Podcast. It is the Halloween special here. Uh, not a lot of trick or treating out in Crapper Creek. There's really no kids. Nobody comes out here. It's Probably for the best. But did you know, here's uh, 61% of people before going trick-or-treating tonight. Make sure your outfit's on point. In a new poll, 61% said that a creative costume should net more candy. And that's for the costumes themselves. Not having not having a creative explanation for why you're barely dressed up. Right? Because if... Yeah. 
Parents are three times more likely to buy Halloween costumes than make them. But 46% of adults would prefer a DIY costume. Well, it's cheaper usually. And a lot of parents say their kids are asking for classic costumes like pirates, vampires, scary stuff, superheroes, villains. Some are kind of weird. A blue tarantula, a green bean. Another one said a chicken McNugget. <laughs> okay. That's easy. Here's a brown trash bag. Boom! And uh, we're about 10 minutes away from Glenner's rules for trick-or-treating. I'm going to throw them all down to you. I know, it's a, it's a weird holiday. I don't know where it all came from, how it all started originally. All I know is we didn't invent it. We here in America don't really have, besides the 4th of July, Memorial Day, and Labor Day, all of our Halloweens have been stolen from other countries, or, or all of our holidays, rather. Pretty much Thanksgiving is ours. We'll take Thanksgiving, right? Okay. But as far as Halloween, I think we better bring in an expert like the one and only Mr. Knowledge. What do you say? Come on in. Thank you, Brad. Glenner. I'm happy to help you because I'm Mr. Knowledge and I know, know everything. everything. All right. Well, is it true that Halloween started with the ancient Celtics? Is that Actually, r- Jimmy, basketball wasn't invented until the 20th century. Uh, all right. Well, what about trick-or-treating then? Can you tell us about Oh, that's an easy one, Bart. Glenner. In the days of King Arthur, when the magician Merlin would put a move on Lady Guinevere, he would proclaim, if you'll do the trick... I'll provide the treat. I don't think that's right. What about carving pumpkins? Why do we carve pumpkins? Ever try carving a raisin? Besides, they've outlawed baby seals. What the hell? All right, uh, give us some. What about handing out free candy? Can you at least... Well, Skeeter, we don't really know its origins, but we're pretty sure it didn't start in Russia. Thanks for nothing. That was not helpful at all. No Uh, problem, Corky. It was my pleasure. Because I'm Mr. Knowledge, and I I know everything. everything. Got it, right. (laughs) This came out of uh, visiting actual horror movie locations. And here's some that should be on your list. The abandoned house on Kneebolt Street from It. The newer one. Yeah, it's a 105-year-old mansion known as the Cranfield House. It's in Toronto, by the way. The Conjuring House in Curry, North Carolina. 405 Kentucket Road, or Tuck Road. The real haunted house the movie is based on is in Rhode Island, but the one from the movie is there. The abandoned pavilion from Carnival of Souls. This one's kind of a deep dive since the movie is 60 years old, but it's a classic and the site's located in uh, Magna, Utah. The Bates Motel and Mansion from Psycho. These are going to cost you a little extra to see because those are the ones, that's right, it was at Universal Studios up the back lot. The Exorcist House in Washington, D.C. It's on Prospect Street in Georgetown. Yeah. You can even uh, recreate the scene by launching yourself down the actual stairs. Mike Meyer, Michael Myers' house from Halloween. No, it's not in Haddonfield, Illinois. It's in South Pasadena, California. Doesn't sound as scary. Oh, of course, the Overlook Hotel from The Shining. Now, for exterior shots, they actually use the Timberline Lodge in Mount Hood, Oregon. The hotel that inspired Stephen King uh, to write the story in the first place is the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado. Blair Witch Prog- po- uh, Project. That's Bricketsville, Maryland, about an hour east of Baltimore. It's where the footage 
of the townspeople were shot. Most of the movie was filmed in Seneca Creek State Park. Paranormal Activity House, that one's in Bavarian Drive, on Bavarian Drive in San Diego. The Bramford Apartment Building from Rosemary's Baby, in real life it's called the Dakota and it's in New York. By the way, uh, another eerie claim to fame, John Lennon was murdered right outside the Dakota in 1980. He and Yoko were living there. Few things I would add, Martha's Vineyard, holy ground for Jaws fans. The Monroeville Mall, still standing just outside Pittsburgh. That's where the original Dawn of the Dead was shot. And the gas station from the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre is in uh, Bastrop, Texas. It's now a tourist attraction. They got a shop and all kinds of stuff, so it's not as spooky now, but there you go. And, of course, there's always uh, the burnt-out remnants of the original Club Seal right here in Crapper Creek. Yes, 61% of people say creative Halloween costumes uh, should get you more candy. And it's good to have a... I like to do the different ones where people don't get it right away or it's maybe a little obscure. Remember Clockwork Orange? I did that one. Nobody really... Unless some people got it. But then what about those ones where, you know, people go, hmm, I haven't seen that before. So here's a list if you're looking for something real crazy for tonight. Uh, You could go as an Ikea, Ikea meatball. Very simple. A sexy Liz Cheney. Go as Flo the progressive lady dressed as Jake from State Farm, right? By the way, that can be switched the other way. An angry James Corden. Or how about going as one of those weird things that washes up on a beach and goes viral because people think it's an alien, but it turns out to be part of a a whale penis? Go as Steve Harvey's mustache. Go as that silica gel pouch you found in a new box of shoes. Go as Terry Bradshaw's head. Or a Golden Corral buffet sneeze guard. Amber Heard's pile of poo. Then everybody's just going to think you're a poop emoji. Just kind of the same thing. Living up at our house in the woods there, we've had one trick-or-treater in the past six years. And this year, Maria's determined. She's put out, like, a bunch of pumpkins and everything. And I told her the key is just buy candy you don't like. Then you don't eat it all before Thanksgiving or Halloween. Just a little idea. I certainly wouldn't do anything out here in Crapper Creek. That would be weird. I'm not going to invite them to my... They come anyway. I got another one of those brown wrapper packages on the door. It's a cassette. It's from Chance Bertrand. Whenever something's coming up and I'm doing something special, he always hears about it and does something weird. Oh, this, uh, hold on. Let's listen to this one. This should be good. Hold on. Here we go. Hello, this is Chance Bertrand, scale modeler, conspiracy expert. Uh I recently went on a mission to Walmart to stock up on canned food and ammunition for my survival bunker. And when I walked down the Halloween candy aisle, I discovered something shocking. Okay. Someone is trying to control the size of fun through fun-sized candy bars. I launched an immediate investigation to find out who determines that more than two and a quarter inches is too much fun and less is not enough fun. Is it the government, the UN, the Illuminati, the Freemasons? No, the size of fun is being dictated to us by a dangerous trio previously unknown. They're called the Three Musketeers. Okay. Well, that's all I know. I can't tell anymore. And yes, I know it sounds nuts and I can hear your Snickers. Oh, stop. But Snickers, they're not involved. 
This is Chance Bertrand, and this year, I'm giving water purification tablets to the trick-or-treaters. That'll be nice. If they can find me. I gotta go. Don't even look, kids. All right, how about some Halloween stand-up comedy fun? I think I might have played this last year. It's a bit I did on stage about Halloween in Alaska. And some of them you will hear again in my rules for Halloween. So just play along. This was from a couple years ago. But it's me, Glenner, on stage talking Halloween in Alaska. Certain rules for Halloween. Rule number one, have two bowls of candy. One is for all the kids that dress up in costume and go very fun. The other is for the other show at your door. But this bowl has already been licked. Every piece of candy. Oh, where's your costume? Oh, that's okay. Jolly Ranchers? When we were kids here in Alaska, it was a little different, right? Have you ever seen Halloween in America? They're like just nonchalantly walking through neighborhoods. You can't see anybody's breath. <laughs> Halloween in Alaska is kind of like a mob hit. You just pull up and go, 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 get out of the car, go! <laughs> they run up to the door as fast as they can. Get in, get in, turn! It's us! It was miserable as a kid for Halloween. You couldn't wear your car. You had a snowsuit, you go, Big Mom! Zip, Scooby Doo! <laughs> Down south, kids come home from Halloween, spread out the candy so that the parents can check it, make sure it's safe. Here we spread it out, but just so it'll thaw. Remember, chunk down on a bit of honey at 20 below? farthest north rock station in the world it's the crapper creek podcast since it is halloween fun i have to do a halloween yes or bs and you need to be in on this with me so oh, wait, we're doing it now we're doing it right now all right and now it's time for yes 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 Yes! Yes! Or BS. It's just an endless cycle of bullshit. Okay, lovely Maria to help us out with our <laughs> Halloween yes or BS. These are all real questions. Remember, they're not easy, but you got a 50-50 shot at them. Here's your first one. The very first fun-sized candy bars were Snickers and Milky Way. Yes or BS? I'm going to say yes. Yeah! You win! Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Mars started making mini candy bars. It was 1961, and and, uh, they used the term fun size starting in 68. What did I win? Well, that's only one. There's there's other questions. You don't win anything. Hold on. Uh, Well, then why am I playing? (laughs) Because we do this. Yes or BS. (laughs) The guy, what? Uh, The guy who created Reese's peanut butter cups wasn't named Reese. He was in love with a girl named Reese and did it to impress her. Yes or BS? Yes. No, that one's false. Uh, We made that up. The guy who invented it, his name was H.B. Reese. He was a former employee of Hershey's and started making his own stuff. So there you go. Here's the next one. These are real Kit Kat flavors in Japan. We should have Ryan for these. Apple, mango, lemon, blueberry, cheesecake, and grilled potato. I'm going to say yes. Well, yeah, it's Japan. <laughs> so, Japan, uh, uh, apple sounds like a great Kit Kat flavor. I so know, does Luma, lemon, mango. 
They don't use sugar. They don't use real sugar, so <laughs> it would be weird. Of, there's but not much flavor to them. That would explain their grilled potato Kit Kat bar. That's got to be fun. <laughs> That's gnarly. Uh, the little piece of paper that sticks out of a Hershey's Kiss were specifically added in 1921 to make the wrapper easier to open. Yes or BS? Yes. No. You lose. Now, here's the thing. Yeah. Kind of right. They're called plumes, and they do make them easier to open, they, but they were That's originally true. just a branding thing. Other companies started making chocolate kisses, so Hershey's wanted to make sure people knew theirs were Hershey's, so Hershey's kisses, so that's why that was there. Oh, I see. Uh, the M&M and M&Ms are initials of two people who invented them. Uh, BS. Uh, no, I'm sorry. That's true. Sorry, wrong answer. They were invented by Forrest Mars, the son of the guy who started the Mars Company, and Bruce Murray, whose oh, father was president of Hershey. So the, me. the son of the Mars Candy Company and the son whose father was president of Hershey's both got together. So their parents were in the chocolate business and they created M&Ms all on their own. Pretty cool. There you go. <laughs> reason you actually think i care no nah, apparently you don't because you kind of sucked at that but you got a couple right hey, you got you know a couple what? right you can pay for that later there's you go there there's our yes or bs fun facts for halloween thanks baby <laughs> bye <laughs> and now crapper creek alaska presents for halloween your top witch tweets let's end watch shaming once and for all Hashtag Eye of the Beholder. At Hillary Clinton, stop stealing my cattle. <laughs> I'll get you, my pretty. And your little emotional support dog, too. Just switch to an electric vehicle. That's right, I got a Dyson. <laughs> Need to borrow someone's pickup truck to go to Costco because they sell Eye of Newt by the pallet. No matter what I put in this portion, it's still not half as disgusting as the soup at Panera Bread. So happy all the witch hunters are focusing on the president now. Hansel and Gretel coming over for dinner tonight. Hmm, might get baked. Why the hell am I making 30% less than a warlock for doing the exact same job? Does Dr. Pimple Popper accept appointments for nose warts? And the final witch's tweet. I'm still waiting for my reparations, Salem. Hashtag Green Lives Matter. Now we got a, one of the dudes, he rents one of the cabins here nearby telling us about Halloween. He grows some good weed, I'll give him that. So explain this, uh, explain a little bit to me, Ron. Tell me about it. People are going to be ringing your doorbell. Okay. And um, they're going to be asking for candy. Sometimes you're even going to have teenagers who don't appear to be wearing a costume. What was that? Maybe they just have the munchies or something. Could be, I guess you're... Oh, dude. What? Speaking of munchies, I just ate the last of my candy. All right, well, thanks for the mm. help. Nougatty. All right, well, that's... Thanks, dude. 
close the door, though. All right, here's the deal. Here's some of Glenner's rules for Halloween, okay? You trick or treat between 6 and 8. Nothing after 8 p.m. Stop it. Rule number two, if you're old enough to drive yourself trick-or-treating, you're too old to go trick-or-treating. Stop it. It's for little kids. I'm sorry, I don't even think high schoolers should be, it should be just for little kids. I think once you're in high school, stop it. You're just looking for handouts now. You're not really in the Halloween spirit at all. And here's the other one. If you're gonna trick-or-treat, wear a damn costume. You know what, If here's the thing. If you don't wear a costume, and it's usually the later it gets, the worse the costumes are, right? Like by 8.30, they're just ringing on your door with a, a sack. They don't even say the trick-or-treat part. They just, hey. Like they're standing there with a looking for handouts. So you gotta wonder when times are tough like this, if people are like sending their kids out just so like, get whatever you can. You bring us back as much as you can. I don't know. But those are just some rules. Here's another rule. Um, yeah, wear a costume. Because if it's like at my house, I have uh, I I have certain rules. Now, here's the thing. I'll hand out good candy. Another thing, if you're handing out candy, no raisins. Okay, no, don't play the health nut. Nobody cares about you. You're the same people that have to exclaim how much you go to Whole Foods and that you drive a Prius. We don't care. It's not the day for healthy stuff. That's not what Halloween is about. Stop it. Well, my uncle's a dentist and I, I ought to smack you. Don't be the healthy house. If you're going to do Halloween decorations, you better have candy. That should be a rule is there as well. Don't put up Halloween decorations and then not answer the door. And here's the deal. Here, here's something you can try. Do this because this is what I do. Have two bowls of candy. Right? You have the bowl of candy for all the good boys and girls dressed in costumes. Then you have the other bowl... For the people that don't show up in costume. The only difference between the two is that other bowl is candy that's already been licked. <laughs> oh, you don't have a costume? That's okay. Would you like a Werther's? It's a little sticky. <laughs> this is the X-Rock Morning Show. Well, I don't know about you, but I am planning to scream... And run From the farthest north rock station in the world, it's the Crapper Creek Podcast. Well, another one in the books, kiddies. Hope you have a great Halloween. Enjoy the good candy throughout the bad. We learned all about Halloween this week, didn't we? Thanks to Mr. Knowledge and Chance Bertrand, Mike Cook. For joining us, you can see his show, The Alaska Triangle, on TV. And, of course, he does a whole bunch of paranormal stuff online as well. Thank uh, lovely Maria for uh, sharing her sexy Halloween costumes with us. That was fun. My rules for Halloween and more. I hope you learned something. We'll be back to do it all again next week. Rules for surviving a stupid world. 
Ask Trooper Cooper. We talk bad life decisions. Foodie Roundup, F My Life and more. It's all coming up next week on the podcast. Enjoy your weekend and happy Halloween. You've been listening to Live from Crapper Creek, the podcast with Glenner, produced by Mike Cook. For the full morning show, log on to the live stream at xrock959.com. This has been a Glenn Entertainment production.